Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of El Governor Podcast. I'm Abdullah, and with me, as always, is the ever-busy Xavier. Call me Snake. <laughs> and we have nothing. We have nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Because, <laughs> one, we're recording earlier than we usually do, and Xavier's still busy with doing whatever shit he's doing, so... And to be honest, like, with you guys, like, it's really been a slow fucking week. Like, there isn't, like, been a lot of stuff really worth talking about, to be honest. Like, there really isn't anything, like, groundbreaking or, like, oh, my God, we have to talk about this or whatever. Because, like, I've, you know, been busy with stuff and Xavier's been busy with stuff, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. Fuck. So that's and that. And it's weird because, like, um, I thought you would be the first person to come on here and tell me, like, how the latest episode of Game of Thrones was really good and all that shit because everyone on Facebook's just been, like, talking about it and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is it with this show? It's a great show. Like, I don't have time to watch it. I'm sorry, like, I don't really have time to watch it, but... I don't have time, I don't, like, have time to have time to watch it. Because I don't know any of any good bootleg sites to watch that shit, because... As you all know, it is, you know, Netflix and other service stuff isn't available for the rest of the world, so... Yeah. You know, I have to, like, bootleg shit whenever I want to watch anything. Abdullah lives in Kuwait, for those of you that aren't getting it. (laughs) Hint, hint. (laughs) Like, if, like, the only time, like, I watch anything is either, like, illegally on, like, a torrent or something, or if I buy, like, a DVD off Amazon, because that's the only time I watch anything. That's a good thing to put out there. I don't watch anything legally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sorry if stuff like Kalulu and Netflix isn't available in my country. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? And I'm already like, I, I mean, again, I already said like I pay for DVDs and Blu-rays and shit off Amazon, so that's legal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. <laughs> God. Even though I don't like Amazon, like their stuff... um their stuff really pisses me off. Like, the prices really piss me off, and they're the only, like, fucking people, I think, that charge for tax, which is fucking stupid. It's just, that, that was really, like, something that I'm not a big fan of, of them charging for fucking tax, because they're the only site that does this. I mean, I've ordered stuff from BigBadToyStore.com, and BigBadToyStore.com does not fucking charge me for fucking tax or anything, and they only charge for shipping. I think Amazon is based out of uh, California, and California has a law where any online sales have to be taxed. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. If they are, if they are indeed an on, if they're uh, based in California, then anything sold online has to be taxed. Where's um, where's like Big Bad Toy Store stations? I don't know, really. I honestly, I don't know, but I do know that when the law went into effect. Uh, like sales on Amazon just scrambled 
people were buying stuff left and right off of Amazon at the very last minute to avoid the tax. <laughs> and I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. I mean, you get, like, good deals here and there, but the problem is, like, most of them are limited. And I swear to God, I'm kicking myself for this because they actually had a week for, like, Transformers Prime stuff. Like, they were having, like, discounts for the Blu-rays and DVDs. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I want to get these, but I don't have the money. And, like, the deal went um, off. I mean, time went off, and they went back to their original price, which I'm just, like, kicking myself for it. Like I missed out on getting those on on Blu-ray and DVD hmm. for a cheap price, but I did manage to get uh, the first three volumes of Animaniacs for a cheaper price than they normally go because they had like a deal of the week for Animaniacs stuff, and I got those. So yay! <laughs> it's score, very Animaniacs. Yeah, very happy with that. Like <laughs> everyone else gets to pay like twenty six bucks for the first set. I only I only paid like twenty bucks for it. <laughs> The whole set, or just the first one? Uh, all, all the first two volumes, like the the first two were like nineteen, uh, uh, twenty bucks, and the third one was uh, fifteen bucks. That was their deal at the day, at the time. So it was like only I only had to pay like sixteen, sixty-six bucks, but I think that's a good deal, like sixty-six bucks for like the complete, like first three volumes. That's pretty cool, you know. I love the map song. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, God, I'm trying to think of like what what song I like uh, out of out of all all the Animaniacs stuff because I love the President's one, I love the Nations one, I love the Yakko's World. God, they had so much, they had like such such good songs. United States, show. Canada, Mexico, Panama. Da, 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 da. I don't remember the rest. Oh God, like okay, d- guys, listen, like anyone who's listening to this. Um, Google up, like, Rob Paulson, Yakko's World Live, and just watch that guy do it live. It's fucking amazing. He just really, I mean, the fact that he remembers all those lyrics to this day and can still do it in front of a live audience is just amazing. Like, it's just, just, it probably took a hell of a lot of takes to get it right when they first recorded it. <laughs> and it's outdated. It really is kind of outdated because, like, some countries... Don't exist like, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't mention the Ivory Coast in there, too. That was one. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think... No, they had to... I, I No, they didn't mention Latveria. And I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck's Latveria? Why don't you mention Latveria? Latveria, the, the state Dr. Doom is from? Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's a horrible joke. I apologize. That's awful. Fuck you, Abdullah. <laughs> well, I got nothing. This is like the first time where we just like I have nothing. I really don't like don't have anything to talk about. Yeah, I hadn't seen Game of Thrones yet. I didn't get a chance to. I was sick as a dog last night, so I came oh, home from ha- work 11 a.m. my time, and I slept until like 6 p.m. I stayed up for a little bit. And then I slept for the rest of the day after that, so I woke up, like, just an hour ago. Oh, man. So I'm guessing you didn't catch up on Prime as well. No, I haven't had a chance, but I'm just going to watch it today. Uh, latest episode written by Greg, Greg Wiseman, by the way. So, awesome. Good shit. <laughs> 
No, it's it's really good. I really like the new arc that they're going with, and I really like the character interactions and all that stuff. And God damn it, I really want to go into it in more detail, but you haven't watched the show, and I don't want to like fucking spoil it to you. Yeah, don't. You know? <laughs> Although last episode was amazing, watching Nico put on the Apex armor. Oh, yeah, but that gave us probably the best moment in Transformers history. And I'll say it right now. Fucking Michael Ironside as Ultra Magnus hitting a gigantic robot dragon with a giant hammer. Like, <laughs> just, wow. That is just, <laughs> wow. That was pretty metal. That was, like, right in the fucking face. I'm just, we live in a world where this exists, where Michael Ironside, voicing a giant robot with a giant hammer, whacks a giant robot dragon in the face with a fucking hammer. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> come on. Like, Plus, how can complete you... With, complete with explosions. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Bay. This is how you do it. <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome. And then, uh, then, what was the other thing I saw? It was, uh, Miko breaking out the sumo moves. Wow, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> Asian stereotypes. <laughs> Beyond stereotypes. Hey, piece of technology. Who who finds out how to work it real easily? The Asian. <laughs> oh God. I'm pretty sure her tiny body cannot fill the like the limbs of that suit, but yet somehow she does. And I kind of like this episode because it, it focuses more on, like, uh, what, what I like about Prime is that it can have episodes that don't focus, like, on Optimus Prime and just focuses on, like, the rest of the Autobots, and I think that's really great. Like, it, it, it just goes to show you that you can have a Transformer show that doesn't focus on Optimus Prime, you know? Like, it doesn't have to have, like, Optimus Prime in every fucking episode because, you know, God forbid, you know, he's not in that in every episode, you know? Which is like a problem I had with the original G1 cartoon is that Optimus Prime was always like shoehorned in into every fucking episode in that sh- in that series. It wasn't until like it wasn't until like he died then you know. Well, even when he went... did die, they they still got him in there. <laughs> yeah, when he came back as a zombie, that was a weird fucking episode. That was that was also a great episode. He's a zombie. I love it. <laughs> I love the I love the picture on TF Wiki where he's fighting Rodimus and he's like, "That's for getting me killed." <laughs> God, that was more depressing. Like, I mean, like growing up as a kid, like back then, and watching like the movie, and then you know, seeing Optus Prime die was really horrifying. Once, and then imagine the kids watching that again, uh, uh, watching that episode and seeing him come back as a zombie and then die again, right. even more brutally. <laughs> this time <laughs> but but he made it stick the third time <laughs> I love I love the the return of Optimus Prime because it just is the worst fucking retcon in any fucking show I've seen and that it's like they find his body completely intact and I'm thinking to myself no he fucking last time we saw him he blew up you know he blew up the ship his body was in was in pieces he's fucking dead okay no, no, it's then... one of those. Uh, it's one of those rare regeneration blasts. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> God, it makes no sense. Just once again, it goes back to that fucking plot hole where it's like, oh, if the Junkions can like rebuild Ultra Magnus, why couldn't they fucking do it with Optimus? Because the spark was extinguished, obviously. 
Duh. <laughs> God. <laughs> you can't bring back Optimus Prime unless he's the Prime with the Matrix. And guess what? He gave it away. Continuity. <laughs> Come on. I kind of liked uh, Ultra Magnus' original death in, in, in uh, the deleted scene. Where he got torn apart by uh, <laughs> Drawn and Quartered. Yeah. <laughs> because if you watch that in the original movie, you can clearly hear him, like, you know, making sounds like being drawn and quartered. But the way they animated it looked really fucking stupid, where he just gets shot, and then he just stands there for, like, a one second, and then he just falls down and explodes. <laughs> just fucking horrendous. <laughs> but it was believable, because it was Galvatron with the, the badass new tech. Like, he was able to <laughs> melt Starscream into dust, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, but I still liked I still liked um, the, the deleted scene because like it had um, more use of the God. What was the school? Oh, what was the team the Seekers? Were they the Seekers? Was it were they the Seekers like Scourge's team? The sweeps. Yeah, the sweeps. Fuck, I haven't seen um, G One in so long. But like, I mean, I liked the, I liked the deleted scene better because like it had. Uh, more showing off more what the sweeps could do as opposed to just like, hey, we could just shot this guy, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, so always hope for Transformers Four. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good news. Have you seen the car uh, stuff that they showed for Transformers Four? I have. So we know for sure Optimus Prime is Prime from Transformers Prime for some odd reason. And uh, what looks to be Bulkhead, but is really Hound, is in it, so fuck all that. He's not a Jeep anymore. He, now he's a big APC vehicle. And looks like Ratchet's in the way in the background. And I feel it's, sorry for Ratchet. Ratchet just, like, he only appeared in, like, the first movie, and then in, in the other two movies he just gets got shafted in the background. He did. He really did. Like, the only time you saw him was as a vehicle. <laughs> Poor bastard. And then after that, it was fuck all in the third movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think like it's really ball. Like I like the new truck design, but I swear to God, why the fuck does he still have flames? That's that's base thing. Yeah, I, it's fucking stupid. It really is. Like it adds nothing to the character. It really doesn't. It's like it's just like oh, it looks cool. That's it. That's all he and really like, cares it, about. And that's what really pisses me off. It's like he's the only fucking Autobot who has like any decor on his on his um on his um car on his like paint scheme. Everyone else is like normal cars. We uh we sh- we didn't even get to see like like another design that's not that popular, but still you get to see it sometimes is like lightning decals. Like people put lightning decals down the side of theirs instead of flame. So some variants would have been nice, like, you know, Optimus Prime with lightning. That would have been cool. <laughs> They're probably going to do that. and They always do, like, a Prime repaint in, in, in every toy line where it's like, Nightwatch Optimus Prime, where he's blue for some mm-hmm. fucking reason. <laughs> or my new favorite, fucking blue-ass Predaking from Prime. I don't, which, understand, like, I don't understand why he's blue at all. Which is like, wow, really? You just took like a normal mold and just said, yeah, we need to sell more of these, paint them blue. I'll buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Looks awesome. 
But goddammit, when the fuck is that Ultimate Predicate coming out? That, that thing looks awesome. I fucking want that. It is not known. It's a, it's uh it's been announced. It's been seen. It's not out there for anyone to find. Goddammit, like goddamn it, Hasbro! You make a toy for the first time in my life. I actually want, and then it's like, nope, don't get it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we we know we fucked up with the Voyager, but here's a leader class figure that looks more show accurate and it's much better looking. But nope, <laughs> not in stores. And here talk, I hear rumors that he's might he might be like an exclusive to Target or something, and I think that's bullshit. I haven't really heard anything think about that either. Yeah, I, I I mean, if that's the case, then I'm calling bullshit on that because I swear to God, if that's going to be the case, I'm just going to say fuck Hasbro because I'm trying my best to get back into collecting Transformers and the one figure I'm waiting for to get right now, the one figure I'm like saving up money for, isn't even out yet. I don't even know when the fuck it's coming out. So yeah, how about that uh, Avatar with the Blue Cat People movie? I'm just looking at stuff on my Facebook page now. <laughs> Are you that bored? <laughs> well, 20 minutes has already been devoted to Transformers. I think we need to move on before this becomes Good Morning Cybertron 2.0. <laughs> no! Don't leave me, Xavier. I don't want to talk about Transformers. That's the only thing I've been keeping up with. Kind of. Not really, though. Honestly, the only things I've been doing the past week, ever since we last talked, is moving stuff into storage and pretty much just trying to recover from being sick. Uh. (laughs) I wasn't working. That's about it. I've done some writing, but that's about it. I've just been trying to get a book written. That's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time, and that's really it. Well, what's the book about? Uh, It's astronauts on the moon in, like, the near future. They're, like, say the year 2087, right? And they're trying to set up, like, a colony on the moon, terraform it. And as they're doing that, they're watching the Earth be destroyed by some sort of monstrous force. Okay. That That sounds like every anime ever. <laughs> Every anime ever, name one. <laughs> Sounds like fucking Evangelion or some shit like that. <laughs> they didn't watch the Earth be destroyed on the moon, though. <laughs> but it sounds like very anime stuff, like, doesn't it? Giant robots and... I didn't say giant like, robots, did I? I said they're terraforming the moon, which is what people have been trying to do for years, figure out the technology. And then while they're on the moon, all they can do is just watch as the Earth is destroyed. So it's like a depressing story of just them watching the Earth get destroyed and them questioning life and dealing with grief and shit. Pretty much. All they can do is just watch. (laughs) Does anyone, like, cut their own balls off? No, but one person goes on a suicide run. (laughs) Does anyone come blood? (laughs) Ejaculate blood. You mean like a natural cycle of life and death when a woman menstruates? Yeah. Yeah. Don't think so. God damn it. <laughs> Does anyone find a fox disembowering himself? Mm, to be determined. <laughs> what movie am I referencing, people? Evil Dead. No, Antichrist. No, Evil Dead. 
Fucking Antichrist, dude. When we find William Defoe goes into the forest and finds like a fox disempowering himself, and he says, "Chaos reigns." I'm not making that up. <laughs> <laughs> and and the woman like takes a pair of scissors and cuts off her own. You know, <laughs> it's disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> I discovered that movie. Well, it looks like we're done here for the day. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't like the thought of William Defoe ejaculating blood? No, I think we've really just scraped the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> no, wait. I think I got a better one. Fucking... Oh, yeah, ne- Necromantic is getting a new DVD release. Nah. Could care less. <laughs> God. Fuck. Well, um, the the Doctor Who guy quit. Matt Smith, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, who do you think is going to be the next Doctor Who? It's probably going to be John Hurt. Really? Yeah. Because he was in the season finale. That'd be weird. If, if like, John Hurt, like, would be, like, the Doctor Who. Because I think that they would go with someone much younger, maybe. Much younger than Matt Smith, even? <laughs> I don't know. Just I don't know. Like I put a le- put up a like a list of people I would say I would love to see as Doctor Who. I'd like to see an American be Doctor Who for once. I don't know Cause about like, we- that because eh, it's kind of tradition that they be British or European actors, and that's fine. I mean, they got a lot of great talented actors over there. Huge. Oh, I got. I would love to see like Tom Hiddleston as um, Doctor Who. I think he'd be perfect. He'd be good. He'd be good. Uh, Nate's a great Loki. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, Simon Pegg, another good actor. Simon Pegg. <laughs> He's a good actor. I, I like Simon Pegg. <laughs> Simon motherfucking Pegg. Come on. <laughs> Who doesn't love Simon Pegg? I know you don't. <laughs> you don't, apparently. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, Idris Elba would be make another great uh, Doctor Who. All right, all right. If we're going to go American actors, if you say you want an American to be Doctor Who, I'm saying Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, God, no. God, no. <laughs> I'd rather see fucking Seth Rogen as Doctor Who than fucking Nick Cage as Doctor Nick Who. Nick Cage as Doctor Who. I would love to see that. God, why? Why? <laughs> Just like over the top bullshit. Just fucking. They wouldn't even get. I don't think that they would even have a toupee big enough to fit his fucking bald head. I don't think they can. That's alright, he can go without it, Sans, sans wig. <laughs> God. That motherfucker's hair is just disgusting. Like every, every movie, the toupee gets faker and faker. Every fucking movie. Like, I noticed that about Nick Cage, like, his fucking hair, like, it's non-existent, you know? And in every fucking movie, he's like, he has, like, either a comb-over or a fucking fake-ass hairpiece. Hmm. Looks alright to me. <laughs> Although there was one great meme I saw where someone, like, gave him a huge, huge head. I'm talking about, like, you take a normal human head... And then you shrink it down to, or then you enlarge it actually, 
So it looks like your your skull is just basically a one giant like pillar, right? And this person, oh, yeah, I've seen that picture. <laughs> and they, and they, instead of like putting a, a toupee on it, they put a bald eagle. <laughs> My hair is a bald eagle. Your argument is invalid. <laughs> Fucking Nicolas Cage, man. Why does that motherfucker keep getting work? <laughs> you know. Mm. Got God. me. And this, and the sad thing is, like, this guy was considered to be Superman at one point. Like, he was going to be like Superman, and like, Tim Burton's fucked up, Electrolyte Superman movie that thankfully never happened. Mm-hmm. God, that would have been awful. It's like, yeah, let's let's have fucking Tim Burton direct a fucking Superman movie. That'd be great, wouldn't it? You never know what could have happened. I mean. <laughs> I don't even know what year this would have been, but it would have, it could have been all right. 1998. 1998. What did he do around then? He was just... He was... What was he working on? Was he, like, the executive producer on Nightmare Before Christmas? I think he was. Because they had been trying to get that, that Superman movie off the fucking ground for a while now. I think that, yeah, Kevin Smith, like, was uh, supposed to write the original draft, and... He did, and it was really good. Like, I read his version of the script, and it was really good. And then the executives came in and said, okay, we're we're going to get Tim Burton on this thing. And Tim Burton came in, and he's like, I'm going to get my own people to write it. And it just became, like, this whole different thing. And it just became, like, Burton's thing, where it's, like, Superman wearing a glow-in-the-dark suit. <laughs> the costume was black. Fucking Nick Cage was cast as Superman. And I've seen the concept art of Brainiac, and it was just weird. It's just, <laughs> just weird. I remember. I remember a lot of that pre-movie talk where they were saying Nick Cage was going to have super, super long hair because the whole thing about the journey from Krypton to Earth was well. Let's let's skip the whole thing where he's raised by the Kents, and let's just age him up really quick. So the thing would have been he lands on Earth. And he wouldn't be a boy, he'd be a fully grown man with his super long hair that's all the way down to the end of his ass. And he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't talk, either, because he would have no exposure to humans. He would just scream all the time, because he doesn't understand any language. He'd be like, ah! <laughs> Nicholas Cage running around butt naked screaming at people. God. <laughs> that makes so much sense. That fits way too fucking perfectly. <laughs> there was like uh, arguments about about the whole thing where it's like I don't want to see him in that suit I don't want him in, to fly or in that cape oh that was uh, the uh, spider yeah yeah that was the that was the producer I forget who that was John Peters yeah <laughs> who by the way he's an executive producer on the new Superman movie by the way so he had ideas about the new one too, which was which were super super fucking weird. Like, I, I'm shocked this motherfucker's still like getting executive producing like stuff for Warner Brothers because I would think that after like sitting like I've listened to like Kevin, like people like um, listen to Kevin Smith talk about this guy, and he would like talk about him like he was the weirdest fucking guy he would ever who he would have ever met, and I believe him like I truly believe like. He would say this kind of stuff because 
you know, I've seen fucking Wild Wild West, and mm-hmm. the fact that he had they had a giant spider in that movie just goes to show you this motherfucker has like a fetish for a giant spider. It's the most dan- dangerous animal in the animal kingdom. <laughs> See, you and me get Superman alive because we're from the streets. <laughs> I, I I grew up on A Street. <laughs> Didn't see a black man until I was about twenty years old. So fucking weirdo, and I'm just like I'm shocked that he's still like pro- executive producing stuff, and especially like with Superman, like like I, I, God, I can imagine him like sitting in the room with Christopher Nolan now, and just like him telling him all these stupid ideas, and Christopher Nolan, Nolan, and Zack Snyder telling Holy him to show his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> excuse, excuse me a second, David and uh, Zach. And then he backhands John Peters. It's like <laughs> you were saying, please. Like, I think he's just. I think like I would imagine like he just went to everybody's house and just like so, like calling them up and pranking them and saying, "Hey, you know, can I be an executive producer on the Superman movie? Can I be an executive producer on the Superman movie?" And just went on for God knows how long until they just said, "Fine, we'll just give you a name credit <laughs> if you leave us alone." Well, I was you know I was skeptical about David Goyer writing a, a the Batman script because Batman Begins came out in two thousand five. But before that, we got Blade Trinity in 2003 or something, 2004? 2004. And I was like, holy fucking shit, this is terrible. This is the same guy who wrote the first Blade, which I fucking hold to cult status. This movie, the first Blade was so good. And then, like, the second one shifted on horror, and that was due mostly to uh, Guillermo del Toro directing it and, like, saying, we were talking about vampires, I want to take this in a creepy fucking direction. That worked great. But then when, like, Goyer starts fucking with his own continuity and his own lore, and it just doesn't make sense. Well, a lot of stuff, like, happened during that, during the production um, of, um, of, um, a Blade Trinity. No, I know. I know Wesley Snipes was being a total <laughs> dick to, uh, to Brian <laughs> Evans. God, I mean, I was shocked. I didn't even know about that until, like, I heard about it recently, and I'm like, holy shit, Really? Like, I didn't even know that the production troubles were, like, that bad during filming, and now that I've, like, rewatched the movie recently, I I said to myself, holy shit, it all makes sense now. Snipes just went in, didn't give two flying fucks, and just went in there, got a paycheck, and just left. Yeah, oh, terrible. Because I remember, like, on the DVD, he was never interviewed for any of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, he wasn't on the commentary... Wasn't even mentioned in any fucking interviews or any extras on that on on the DVD. He was in the uh, something or I forget who it was. There was actually one behind the scenes featurette. I guess it was a magazine interview or something where he says, "Yeah, I don't know how long I can keep playing Blade. Like, I pretty much eliminated all the vampires in the world. What's there left to do?" So that was basically you know like the sign is like, "Okay, all the vampires are dead. What's there for Blade left to do?" And then he's like, that's basically the calling card's like, get me out of here, I don't want to do this anymore. God. And that was the only thing I ever heard about it. I didn't even know that he was, like, being a complete dickbag to people and just pretty much putting down David Goyer for the script and refusing to work with Ryan Reynolds and all the other people. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck did they put up with him? Well, you know, he's the star and everything. Oh, and it's like, even if you watch the show... If you watch the movie, 
you can tell right away because he didn't even do dubbing over it. Like, they had to get someone else to dub over his voice. As he had, they did for, like, one scene. For the very, <laughs> for the very first scene, Blade Toxin, they got someone else to do the voice because Wesley Snipes refused to come back and do post-ADR work. <laughs> Same thing with What's-His-Face, the guy who played Whistler. He didn't give a shit as well. Chris Christopherson? <laughs> Yeah, he didn't give two flying fucks. I think even they redubbed him in one scene. Because <laughs> I was thinking to myself, wow, the acting is really bad. And uh, I mean, I've seen these guys work before in the first two movies, and they were great. And I'm like, something going on here. And yeah, I mean, I find out all about about the history behind the scenes, and I'm just like... Jesus fucking Christ, how how the fuck did this movie even get made? I'm shocked it even got made to begin with. I know, there was there was some things I did like about it, like Blade's new costume I thought looked pretty good, his gadgetry. It still had that great flavor to it where it was basically, you know, kind of sci-fi but still looked really cool. Some of the fight scenes look great. Uh, didn't know why Patton Oswald was in the movie for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the fact that Blade was like, oh, well, you know, Blade, you know, he's not a relatable character, give him sidekicks. And I'm like, God, really? Does he really need to team up with fucking Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel of all fucking people to team up, to, you know, take down Dracula? Come on. Like, and that was a sad thing, because, like, the entire movie just felt like a fucking um, trailer for, like, a Night Stalkers or whatever the fuck they called themselves. Which they never did. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, it felt like a trailer for that, uh, for a standalone movie, and yeah, that never happened. <laughs> Thankfully, oh my god. But getting getting way back to what we started on here, you know, I was so skeptical about Batman Begins, because it's like, oh shit, Goyer's lost it, he doesn't have that magic anymore. He's just been doing this too long, right? So when he started doing the writing for Batman Begins... You know, and Nolan was like, I want to ground this in reality as much as possible. He really reeled in uh, what Goyer was talking about sometimes and saying, no, this is too comic book. We have to go more realistic. And that was great because Batman Begins turned out really fucking well. And so did the whole trilogy, despite, you know, The Dark Knight Rises being way, way too much about Bruce Wayne and not enough about Batman. It's still like a really great accomplishment. I like take Batman, Batman, uh, Dark Knight Rises over Iron Man three any day of the week. I actually would too, sadly. <laughs> so that was the great thing. Like it, it did really well. You know, it's like it's not, it's definitely not a Batman film, which is sad because it's titled The Dark Knight Rises, but it's still a really great film. I can't say the same about Iron Man three, unfortunately. So when they said Goyer's going to write um, the script for Man of Steel. Zack Snyder's going to direct, and Christopher Nolan is going to be the executive producer. I was like, this is great news, because Goyer can really write when he's reeled in by someone like Christopher Nolan. And uh, someone like Zack Snyder, even though he makes odd choices sometimes in his own projects, he actually does incredibly well adaptions. Like when he did the whole thing for Watchmen, it still was a decent film, because it's like it was so adherent to what the Watchmen was. It was just, yeah, but 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 like Watchmen is like the only decent thing he's ever done. If you look at like his into his entire film resume, he's done some fucking shit. I like Three Hundred though. Yeah, Three Hundred was okay, but like fucking Sucker Punch. Like I watched Sucker Punch. Oh and god, I'm like, no, Sucker Punch is terrible. Fuck. 
Sucker Fuck Punch this is shit. Terrible. I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, this is your first movie where it wasn't based on a comic book or anything, and this is like an idea you had in your head, and this is what you came up with. Fucking hell. No, Sucker Punch was terrible. But, you know, the good thing is, everything for the Man of Steel looks great, and if John Peters is involved, you know, I, I think very much so, they said, write down what you have to say, we'll take it into consideration. So I'm... I'm very happy with how the movie is looking so far. It looks like, design-wise, it's going to be solid. Story-wise, it looks like it's going to be intriguing because they're doing a new take on Superman, where it's kind of that thing of, um, in this day and age, if someone that powerful did exist, how did they go unnoticed for so long? And it's like, okay, part of it is for sure. He did hang out in you know the Fortress of Solitude for however long. And... That kind of pissed me off in the original Christopher Reeves movie, because they said he stayed in that fortress for like 25 years. And my whole thought process was, if you're going to stay in that fucking fort for 25 years, you are not going to understand human beings at all. At all. <laughs> you are going to be the most, like, supervillain, angsty, I've been locked up for so long type of person, because you've had no contact with the outside world. I don't know if I like that idea, but, you know, at least in this movie, they're explaining, like, he doesn't spend 25 fucking years in the damn thing. He spends maybe a few months or a year or something, and they, they, they tone it back a lot, a lot, which is great. Well, I feel like some of the trailers is giving way, way too much away. I haven't, I haven't watched all the trailers, which is a thing. Like, if I want to, I'll watch one or two, um... I'll watch one or two of them online, and that's it. Because, like I said, I haven't watched a whole lot of TV these past few days. <laughs> oh, well, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but honestly, I really don't fucking care that much. Because, you know, it's Zack Snyder, and I know he's going to find a way to fuck it up somehow. I get, I get, I'm guessing he's got it on lockdown. Whatever, whatever's going to happen, he's got, he's got it down. It's, he's not going to let us down. I don't know. I'm just I'm just really skeptical. Cuz I've been let down by movies before. <laughs> oh, we all have. Fucking Iron Man 3. I know. God. GI <laughs> Joe 2. Actually wanted to like that movie. Was a huge piece of shit. Into Darkness. I haven't seen that. Not a big Star Trek. No, like, I'm not a big Star Trek fan, so I'm not like gonna go see fucking. It's kind of weird because like I think my cousin came over like one day and he's like, oh, I mean, you, you want to see that Star Trek movie?" But I was asleep and he didn't even bother to wake me up. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, Into Darkness is great. It's great. Great. I don't know. I, I mean, I like I like the first one. I like the original, uh, n not the original, uh, the nineteen uh, two thousand nine um, Star Trek. Yeah, I yeah, like no, it's it's exactly like that. It's the same storytelling. Uh, it's great humor. The only thing that kind of cheeses me off a bit is uh, this one thing in the beginning. It's not it's not very big per se, but it feels like just this one item they could have done without. I'm not going to give it away, though, because you haven't seen it. But it's basically, 
Uh, Kirk's command of the Enterprise is put into question for about five minutes, and then it's dropped, never brought up again. <laughs> Isn't that how it always goes in these Star Trek movies? Maybe. <laughs> It's like every fucking movie. It's like, well, Kirk, you fucked up, but there's a new threat coming in, in, in coming to the universe, and you're the only one who can stop it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was my that was like the only issue I had with the movie. They were like, hey, uh, your command's been brought into question. Five minutes later, it doesn't even fucking matter. God, well, I don't think it would be like as bad as fucking Generations, where Kirk shows up and like a, a, a to a bunch of new guys, and they're like, "Oh, we don't know what to do." <laughs> Please, Shatner, save us, because clearly you know more about this shit than we do. Fucking fan fiction bullshit. I thought it was an okay premise. I mean, it's like we're trapped in this thing. We got to get out. There's only one other person, and it happens to be. James T. Kirk, trapped in the rift. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I refuse to believe that Picard would get his ass handed to him by fucking Malcolm McDowell, of all people. I don't. I, I fucking believe that, mostly because, you know, that's that's Alex DeLarge you're talking about. <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, well, you know, Picard is the same guy who got into a bar fight and got stabbed through the fucking heart, so there you go. Hey, that was pretty cool, though. Yeah, I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I know a lot about Next Generation. <laughs> Suspicious is what the word is we use. <laughs> Come on, everyone! Like everyone who's like isn't a Star Trek fan. Like everyone I've met who isn't into Star Trek says they like the Next Generation. Yeah, well, I mean, the Next Generation was the one that was mostly part of our generation, so that's easy to relate to. I just, uh, I just fucking like the whole thing about. What you said about, you know, Kirk getting stabbed through the heart and everything. I was like, that's actually a great episode, because it showed, like... Picard, goddammit, not Kirk. <laughs> Picard, you know, Picard was a... It's one of those butterfly effects. It's like, hey, if my life had gone a different way, I could have been a 50-year-old British actor uh, <laughs> playing playing a blue suit instead of the, the starship captain. This is a really great episode as well because, like, it you know, Next Generation like wasn't like the original Star Trek. Where I'm sorry, I watched like episodes of the original Star Trek. I'm sorry, I can't take that shit seriously. It's fucking outdated and just cheesy as all fucking hell. It's the '60s, man. You got <laughs> I I'm know. Tell, literally 50 plus years that show has aged. <laughs> I still can't watch the Gorn fight without laughing my ass off. <laughs> It's so bad. Gordon so fight fucking is, bad. Gordon fight is awesome. You shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> but I know, but it's just so bad. It hasn't aged well. That that started the whole meme about how Kirk gets his shirt ripped every episode. <laughs> oh yes, uh, Star Trek drinking game. Take a shot whenever Kirk gets his shirt ripped off or mm-hmm. makes out with some random woman he just met five minutes ago. When he makes out with a green chick. God, it's kind of weird because like Star Trek is like one of those one of those things where um, Kirk is clearly straight. He is the fucking hetero guy. He makes out with a fucking babe every fucking episode. But there's just tons of slash fiction with him and Mister Spock. Hmm. I believe tons it. of it. Because I'm sorry, but the way the dialogue is written between those two, yeah. 
<laughs> we know what's going on there. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I did like uh, Mirror Mirror. That was a good episode where they go into the evil universe. You mean where Spock everyone has, has no keys and they're all shirtless <laughs> except for a vest? <laughs> and Sulu has like a scarred face. That was weird. The ultimate, the ultimate episode that that basically explains every stereotype of what an evil person should be. Although I do like um, the female officers' outfits in the Mirror Universe much better than the normal outfits. I don't remember that. What they wear? Uh, low cut, uh, you know, uh, belly buttons and you know, short skirts. Okay. Like they showed, like the, they showed like their belly buttons, and they had like short skirts and high boots and stuff. It was weird. So sixties fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, seeing a horror in that outfit, damn, it's fucking hot. So go <laughs> see the new Star Trek. I will once they get done with college. Yeah. So I'm done with all that shit. Yeah, I don't know anything about Star Trek. Yeah, I'm. They did. Yet I just had like a five minute conversation with you about Star Trek. <laughs> hey, after they do the last movie in the Star Trek trilogy, they might do one for the next generation. That'll be the next spinoff. Oh God, <laughs> The Rock as fucking Worf. You know that's gonna happen. The Rock as Worf. I think they would be a little more choosy in their casting. <laughs> Fucking Tom Hardy is Picard. <laughs> Don't know about that one. See what I did there? Tom Hardy is Picard because he was the bad guy in Nemesis, and in Nemesis, you know, he was a clone of Picard. See what I did there? <laughs> God. Nerd. <laughs> See? <laughs> Like, someone pointed out to me, yeah, the bad guy from uh, Nemesis was uh, uh, Tom Hardy. I'm like, I looked it up, and I'm like, shit, it, it was Tom Hardy. <laughs> That's funny. God. No, I'll watch, you know, I'll tell you what movie I'm not going to watch, fucking After Earth. That's something I'm not going to watch, ever. Will Smith movie? Yeah. After Earth at the Tom Cruise vehicle. Yeah, I'm not going to watch those. I'm sorry, but, like, you know, fucking, um, what was it? Oh, shit, lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, like, uh, fucking Jaden Smith, like, I'm sorry, but I I can't stand that fucking kid. I really can't. And I've heard that the entire movie focuses on him, and I'm like, God, really? Really? This kid fucking sucks. He's just awful. Awful. Hmm. Like, I mean, I'm tired of Will trying to shove him down our throat saying, no, no, he's good, he's good. You know, he's my son, so automatically that means he's a good actor, right? No. That doesn't mean shit. You know, he he doesn't have your charisma. He still has a long way to go to be any good, uh, you know, an even decent actor. And I'm tired of Hollywood thinking that, oh yeah, just because, like, they had, like, one good child actor, and that was Haley Joel Osment, that they can just, like, make anyone else, like, a star. But the thing is, Haley Joel Osment was actually a good actor. 
And nowadays, most child actors are just fucking terrible. Hmm. Chat on now. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for me. I got nothing. Gonna <laughs> call it a night. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Stick a fork in you. You're done. Fucking done. God. Well, that's that's pretty much it for us. Um, pretty awful episode, I admit. But hey, we got it done, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This episode was awful. Blame Xavier, not me. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Please um, tell your friends about us. Like us on Facebook. We don't have a Twitter, so don't bother with that. And yeah, I'll see you till the next episode. Say goodbye, Xavier. <laughs> I left five minutes ago. <laughs> Fuck you. Ass.